Hello, welcome to the Curator Podcast. This is episode four. Hi, hello, welcome once again, dear listener, to the Curator Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Fraser, and this is episode four. On the show, we have Anthony from Bayside. I've been a huge Bayside fan for a long, long time, so it was it was pretty great to actually sit down with Anthony and have a little chat about Bayside over the years. I don't know if you know, you probably do know if you're a fan, Bayside have been going for 15 years this year, and we actually spent a bit of time talking about that. We spent a little bit of time talking about his experiences of being a band and also a little bit about his brand new solo EP which is coming out in June called Sorry State of Mind. So yeah, he's a really interesting guy. He's had quite a lot to say which is always good. I enjoy talking to people that have a lot to say for themselves. It makes it, makes it much interesting for me as a fan and for you as a listener to hear somebody wax lyrical about you know the things that drive them, the inspiration you know, the passion and their general approach to their art. So Anthony kind of goes on a little bit about that and it's a really good listen. Super nice to talk to him. I've been, a, like I said, I've been a fan for a long, long time. So I hope you really enjoy this podcast. I'm certainly a huge honour. But before we get into the interview, I'm going to play a track from the band's new album, Cult, which was recently re-released on Hopeless Records. And this song is my favourite song from the record and it's called Stuttering. I hope you enjoy it. Yeah. 
And blasted all the heart attacks And every sudden shortness of breath By all every single one of them For all of you Patience don't pay Get my nose back in the books So I can keep on making cash For heartless fucking crooks And they prey on all my passions Cause they know as well as me Anthony, hello. Hey, how you doing? I'm not bad, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. So far I've been able to understand you, but if I have if I ask you to repeat a question, don't yeah. take it personally. I'm kinda of slowing down a little bit okay. so you can understand me. So, yeah. <laughs> you guys are just starting in the UK tonight. Are you excited to play? Yeah, very, very. This is uh it's our first headline tour in the UK, which oh. is which is awesome because in the in the US we only ever headline. Yeah. Uh so we're much more accustomed to playing Especially, you know, we have six records out at this point, so we're, we're much more accustomed to playing 17, 18, yeah. 20, 20 plus songs, you know? And that's the way that we build our set list, that's the way that our, our, our shows are best, really, when we could have sort of peaks and valleys throughout the set, and when we're, we've only ever been over here supporting and, you know, playing 30 minutes, 45 minutes tops, so um, when you do those support sets, you really just, you go, go, go. There's no time to talk. There's no time for stories. There's no time for, for ballads, nothing, you know what I mean? So, um, I'm glad that we finally get to bring like our, our best show here, if that makes sense. That does make, yeah. Uh, you guys have been going for like 15 years now, which is a long, yeah. a long time, man. And you've never played the UK headlining tour before. This is the first time you've played that. We've done, like, we've been over on tours. Like, we were just your Gaslight Anthem a, f a few months ago. That was at that show, yeah. Um, and we did, like, one show, one headline show on an off day from that tour. So we've done, like, sh shows here and there, but this is the first proper, like, oh. do the whole country. So, like I said, 15 years, man. Um, that kind of puts you in a category with not many other bands. Uh huh. Like, even the Clash and Black Flag—they're only together for like ten years. Right. So like, yeah. like you've been going for fifteen years. Man. I know the Beatles, right? The Beatles too is like less than ten years. Yeah, they were, they're, they're, they're the exception. They're not. <laughs> they're definitely not the rule there, man. Is there anything you can sort of prescribe to why the band has had the longevity it has? Um, I think that uh, we have always set out to sort of just make music for music's sake, you know. And we make music that we love, and we don't do anything. That we don't want to do we yeah. you know musically career-wise touring-wise we don't we never do anything we don't want to do so that i think i think that honesty and sort of realness comes across to the fan base and i think that's why they've stuck with us for a long time you know we've always <clears throat> whenever we 
we're writing songs or making a record, but even down to the record cover, to photo shoots, what will you look like, everything, we always ask ourselves, like, are we going to be embarrassed of this in 10 years? You know, am I going to be embarrassed of this photo in 10 years? Am I going to be embarrassed of this song in 10 years? Um, and I think, you know, I don't think bands usually ask themselves that. You know, some some bands, I mean, they really are chasing after what exactly what's hot at the moment. You know, what look, what sound, what everything is hot at the moment and you know and they get bigger quicker than we did you know it took us a really long time before in the states you know we we've we've been able to maintain a certain size and we're still even working on it here you know we're still we're we, last month we were in the states playing you know 2500 people a night and now we're you know going to do you know we're here doing 200 300 in wow. in in these smaller places uh but that's that's fine with us you know cuz we know that uh, like our message and our music will uh will get us to where we need to go at yeah. some point you know so i mean there's there's all those there's a lot of bands that just chase what's hot for the moment and that gets you bigger faster um but then it goes away you know because kids i mean everybody every music lover has a band that they listened to 10 years ago that they're embarrassed and say they how i can't believe i used to listen to that you know yeah and have that for sure. yeah everybody everybody <laughs> has that you know so uh, and we we sort of strive to never to never be that. Yeah. So I think I think that's why we've been able to last so long. But also it's the same reason that it's taken every, all of as far as success and career goes. We've taken very baby steps for all those fifteen years. So it's a double edged sword. But I would you know I wouldn't have it any other way. If you could talk to your fifty year old <clears> self and tell them like you would be in a band for fifteen years and have toured the world numerous times, yeah. what do you think? You would have said I wouldn't have believed. I mean, I didn't think when we first started the band. I didn't even think that we would go on tour ever anywhere, and you know, and <clears throat> and then we started touring, and uh, I never thought it would amount to much. You know, it was something that I would do for fun, and then you know, when we got signed, I never thought we'd ever get signed. I never thought that we'd make a real record. I never thought well, we'd come to Europe. I never thought. I never thought that any of these things would uh-huh. would would have been possible. So. Um, so my 15 year old self would be pretty shocked if I told him where I was now, yeah. you know, but I think my, my 17 or 18 year old self, uh, when I, when I started the band, <clears throat> I think I would just, I, I wouldn't have done anything differently, you know? So I think I would probably have, I would just, you know, go back and re- reassure myself that it's going to get hard and it's going to be tough and just keep, stay the course, you yeah, know? You're doing a good job. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, when we started the band, we wanted to be like bad religion and, and no effects and and social distortion we wanted to be like bands that la- that were around for decades and decades and bands that never got old and bands that never got corny um that's what we we said we wanted to be that from as soon as we we started touring as soon as we became like a professional full-time band we we said we wanted to do that you know so i think i would just assure myself that uh that that's the right path yeah um well you kind of said you kind of know in that pantheon of bands like Bad Religion, No Effects, been going for a long time and kind of, kind of staying true to yourself, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, your sound has always seemed to like evolve, it's, it's, but it's also quite hard to pin down. It's quite quintessentially Bayside. Right. Obviously, as it's getting, as you progress, it's still the same band. So it's quite hard to kind of pigeonhole your sound, in my opinion, which is you know quite a good thing. Um, but I'm wondering, like, who are the kind of songwriters that you kind of look up to the most that kind of influence um, definitely um, Josh from the Smoking Popes Smoking Popes are one of my favorite bands as far as songwriting goes um, I don't think there's many people better than, than him um, he's, a, he's definitely a huge one um, I also really I mean there's there's lots of bands 
that got me into punk rock and there's there's an obvious element of of punk rock and just general rock and roll in in bayside that's that's where our roots are for sure like i said bands like bad religion bands like social distortion um that's really where our, our roots are but i think what gives us sort of our our unique twist is that i love i love show tunes i really love show tunes i really i love all different kinds of music i love pop music but abba is one of my favorite bands and as far as songwriting goes i mean abba is on a whole nother level you know like abba is always my example of uh, pop doesn't have to be simple and dumbed down you know abba is incredibly technical like it's more technical than bands that pride themselves on being technical and they're a pop group you know um so i i like to take elements of that where it's it is it's complicated pop the way abba is the way the beatles are you know um i try to put take elements of that and put it into punk rock and i think that's sort of and then there's obviously there's 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 sort of a darkness and and stuff that that you know uh alkaline trio and bands like that that i think i i, I pulled a lot from um, the Misfits, obviously, I think everybody's got to love the Misfits. Um, so it's you know I think it's it, it, I, I've always taken pieces from all over the place to to help kind of shape our sound, and that's where that's where it comes from. It's definitely working out, man. Like like I said, it's hard to pin down the sound, so it's it's definitely very unique. Which it kind of goes against trends as well. Right, right. Which is like you were saying earlier on, kind of feeds back into that idea of just doing your own thing. Well, know? my biggest fear is that what we do becomes trendy, you know, because <laughs> then I wouldn't know what to do, you know, because we're never, we don't do anything specifically to go against the trend. We just do like what we do. Like I said, I love Bad Religion as much as I love ABBA, as much as I love the specials, and we put we put elements of that into all of our music. So if that ever becomes cool, then I like I'll be screwed, you know, because <laughs> like I like then then you know maybe we will be that like fad that we have avoided for so long but you know i don't think that punk rock show tunes are ever going to be goth goth punk rock show tunes are ever going to be in style it could be a new direction for you though. yeah <laughs> you never know man uh so yeah like you guys always seem to have some momentum going constantly like even when you guys take a break you always come back and there's always bayside they're always kind of yeah going, like, yeah why, why do you think that is? Is there a reason for that? It's a conscious effort, yeah. We <clears throat> we never really want to uh, drop off completely, you know? I mean, it's definitely, it's, it's a it's a career move for sure to never sort of disappear because then you, you don't want to, you don't want to go back too far down the hill, you know, to, to work your way back up. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, it's, it's like on a, on a personal level, we, we love, we love doing this we love every we love writing making records touring so i mean we couldn't we we couldn't take like a year away from doing anything <laughs> bayside related you know yeah. because we'd be we'd be bored so do you see it's been is this well, i guess you would see it's been quite successful so far then you guys have done a lot you've played a lot yeah. and you've you've also been in a major label at one point which was it's not often bands can do that and come off it and then release their best record ever like right afterwards and hopeless you know what i mean right yeah i mean <laughs> like i said we we don't pay attention to that stuff yeah. you know like obviously we pay attention in the sense that we know what's going on and we we, we but like when when we signed our first deal when we signed to victory and made our first record we didn't feel like we made it uh-huh. you know we felt like we just got invited to the party mm-hmm. if that makes sense and um, we we're like, this is the, this is not our, this is this, this may or may not be a, a big success, and may, you know, it may be nothing, it may be something. Um, uh, to us, all it is is the first of many, 
hopefully you know yeah. and every record we make is just the next record and yeah. uh, even when we and when we did the record for the major it wasn't like we're on a major now this is the one it's going to be on the radio it's going to be this it's gonna, this is the one that's going to it was just like no this is just the fifth record you know and the next one will be the sixth record and where we are right now is like the next one will be the seventh record that's you know what i mean that it, it's all like bayside to us is like a train and it just keep it, it just goes it's just record 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 and fans come on the train we keep moving more fans come on the train sometimes they get off and whatever we just keep going forward so that constant forward push of momentum does that ever like have it like have any wear and tear like any take any toll on the band um no we kind of avoid there's days that you just don't you'd rather just be home obviously but uh, like I said, we don't do anything we don't want to do. So if there's a tour, like for instance, we could we could go and we we've had offers to go and open for bands that are just enormous, and it would be an enormous tour, and it could be a really good opportunity for us that we say no to because either a we don't want to go on tour at that time, we were planning on taking a break, or more importantly, I don't want to open for that band. I don't want anything to do with that. I don't want to see that band every night. Yeah. I don't want to be associated with that band. I don't want to play for their fans. I don't want their fans to be our fans. I like, so we, you know, I think that that mentality of of never doing anything because we feel like we have to, I think, keeps us from really ever getting yeah. burnt out. That's that's a good attitude to have. A lot of bands, like they may only go five, six, seven years and never really last that long because they're yeah. doing that thing of like. Oh, that's that's a great opportunity. We should do it, and then it doesn't really pan out. Well, because people cool. tell people tell you that, that there are things that you have to do, you know. And I think a lot of bands don't don't realize that you don't have to do. People have told me so many times, you have to, you have to do this. It's like, oh, you're doing an interview with with so and so. Like, no, nah, I, I don't want to. I don't like. I don't. I don't like that site or yeah. whatever. You know, like I, I like. Um, or you're going to do some interview, some corny interview where they're going to ask you like what your favorite flavor of ice cream is. And I say like, I'm, I don't want to do, I'm not doing yeah. that, you know? Well, you have to do that. No, I don't, I, I don't have to do, I don't have to do you're, anything. You're getting the same things happening like, time and time again. Obviously you kind of get wary of doing that shit. Yeah, no, you learn. Yeah, 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 yeah. you learn. Yeah, you, you learn to size up things. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I'm really thankful you, you said you didn't tell me. Well, interview. you know, I really like, I, I like, I like, I like doing interviews where, where, I can get information across that I want to get across. Whether and it's not necessarily in plugging or promoting things that that I think need to be promoted, but it's more like, uh, like I, I think I, it's, I, we've been a band for so long. We've done so many interviews. We've done so much press. Our fans have have been following this press and all that. Like they don't need to know. Like what? Like there's certain things they don't. I don't. I don't need to talk about it anymore. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and like certain things, I, I I pretty much always say yes to to long form interviews or especially you know podcasts and things like that because I'm like that's my favorite sort of interview to do is like conversational yeah. you know it's very personal it's like you're inviting the ear of the listener to listen to you right and I have yeah. some say over where the conversation goes as well you know yeah. what I mean like a, a conversational things I think is cool and that's because that's interesting for the fans and I think going back to not doing anything that we don't want to do there's nothing that we ever have to do is at this point we do things to make the fans happy we don't do things to make more fans when you're a new band you have to do things to make to try and make more fans um at at this stage of course we could use more fans and they could come on the train or they could not and but we don't do anything that might disappoint the existing fans in an effort to make more yeah that's a good attitude again another good attitude to have you, you seem to be quite i don't know that's Probably one of the most punk rock things I've like ever heard of a band doing. Oh, that's having, cool! Having yeah. that, just yeah, we're doing that, and that's it. 
we don't have to do anything we'll do what we want to do yeah that's a good that's a good way to look at it man yeah i mean and like i said there's especially as a band when a band is first starting out if you're signing if because even victory was a pretty is a pretty pretty big label to have put our first record out on and when you're when you're on those bigger indies when you're especially when you're on majors there's there's so many people telling you what you what you have to do and you know and uh and you just don't on any level you don't you really don't have to do anything yeah no compromise is like great man yeah, yeah I, you know because because there's there's bands who are even more punk rock than us who are even more successful you know so it doesn't know you don't have to do anything like I, like uh, the first thing that pops into my mind is a band like dropkick murphy's who's just enormous worldwide enormous band super successful and those guys do not do anything because somebody tells them how, what because th- that they have to do it you know they are the real deal they're the real deal like punk rock band yeah so speaking of plugging stuff, I guess I should talk a little bit about the cult reissue. Mm-hmm. Um, you, I've read some interviews. You said it's your favorite Bayside record. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can you expand on that? Well, like bit? you said, with all of our records, we we try. The, the, every record needs to sound like Bayside. It needs to be all the bones of of what Bayside, what makes a Bayside record. Um, and then what we try to do is really just improve on that, you know. And we throw in a couple of extra things on every record, and if those extra things work, I think like with. Um, Walking Wounded is when we first really started playing around a lot with with key changes, and that worked that that worked a lot for us. So uh, that stuck, you know. That became a new like it was a third record. It became a new sort of characteristic that is that is makes Bayside Bayside, yeah. you know. And um, I think it was like on self titled is when I mean Jack's obviously always been a great guitar player, but on self titled is when we really started saying like let's just put in like real deal like metal guitar solos you know <laughs> and then that and that worked so that became a new thing and then that gets added to like the palette some of those solos are insane man <laughs> yeah so there's you know and then, so every record we add new things to the palette and they either we either felt felt like they worked or they didn't work and um so with cult it's really it's 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 an accumulate i think you know every, every it's an accumulation of of all those new ideas that we've had on all the records plus some 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 more you know no so, no show tunes yet no punk rock show tunes yet well though i i mean i think that those have been there since the beginning i just i think that we i don't think anybody's listening for them yeah um maybe now though yeah <laughs> I, that uh, there are the, there is like the, the the rare person that is able to point out like yeah that like that song there are certain songs that are more than others like walking wounded the song uh pigsty those like pigsty is a show tune it is full on it's a show tune the way that queen is an amazing band but those are show tunes played by a rock band you know absolutely yeah. um so that you know that, that that's something that's a huge characteristic of of bayside uh so I just love Cult because it is, it's all the things we learn from every record. We try new things, we learn what works, what doesn't work, and we learn from every record. And Cult is just sort of, that's, that's the accumulation of all, of, of all those lessons, you know. And it's the only record that we've made. I, 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 re- I mean, I love all the records, obviously, but it's the only record we've made where I still listen to, like, it's been two years or so or more since we recorded it, um, and I still listen to it and I wouldn't change anything. That's, that's that's great. Right? Yeah, I mean, so like self-titled and Walking Wounded, I love, but we were very rushed in making those records. We weren't as technically proficient as we are now. Like at this point, we just don't we don't really mess up. We don't really make mistakes when we're playing our instruments. Yeah. Um, when we were making those records, we were rushed and we were fumbling over parts and 
stuff like that. So I listen to vocal takes and I listen to, to certain things. And I say, oh, I wish I could re-sing that. Like I wouldn't even, the part's awesome and I love it and I love playing it every night, but I wish I could re-record it, you know? Yeah, I suppose in any band and from my own experience, you always get that self-critical bit where it's like at the time you're like, yeah, this is great. And then you go back later on, you're kind of like, ah, oh, well, I wish I did that differently. Yeah, yeah. But I was glad you did, because you don't have that with a new record. Um, so six records now, it's a lot, man. Um, and you just said earlier on, you play longer set lists now. Um, do you ever kind of, oh, one thing I always wonder is, do you ever kind of find yourself a bit reticent about playing older songs because the newer songs sort of demonstrate how you've evolved or yeah. is it kind of fans has to be a bit of fan service <clears throat> do you think or we i think uh, like our uh the set lists evolve with every record where it's sort of similar to what i was saying about um l like adding new uh characteristics into the music and seeing which ones stick um we do the same thing with the set list there's a couple of songs from every record that have stuck and they'll just always be in the set list and um then what we do with every record i mean if we play 20 songs on a, at a headline show probably about 10 or 12 of them are like the the either singles or f like fan favorites which are usually one and the same um and then we usually have about a you know 40 percent or so of the set that we can mess around with and we'll throw in old songs we'll play deep cuts off the new record we'll kind of mix it you know mix yeah. it up but we we always try to mix it up as much as possible but Set lists are impossible because because yeah. people's tastes vary so widely. So that you know, some people's favorite record is other people's least favorite record, and can't please everyone. Totally. And then there's people who just don't own every record. So like they, you know, if we play five songs from this record, like that's five. That's a that's a quarter of the set that this person didn't even know yeah. all those songs. You know. Uh, so yeah, you can't please everyone, but we 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 try our best. We do pay attention to what the fans say though when people say. Wish you'd play this song. Wish you'd play that song. Wish you'd play more from this record. Like we, we if we're hearing it enough, we take it into account. You have a solo EP coming out, your second one. Is that process of writing those songs different from the Bayside songs? Yeah, it's definitely a lot more. With Bayside, I always want it to sound like Bayside, which is really why the solo thing exists. It, it really exists so that I can write a country song or a pop song or something else, like a totally different style of song. And, and and Bayside never has to move away from the sound that we love and that the fans love. So that exists as an outlet for me to, to do different stuff. Um, those songs are usually written... Bayside songs take me a really long time to write. Um I'm very, very critical about them, obviously. <clears throat> uh, but also, they're, they're, they tend to be pretty complicated, the Bayside songs. There's a lot of changes. There's, we do, there's key changes. There's time signature changes. We, do, we really mess around a lot in the Bayside songs. We try to build this sort of grand like piece. And with the solo songs, it's a lot more like... A lot of those songs, for the most part, are written in a sitting or written in just a couple of days. Um, it's a lot more of like an organic writing, writing mm -hmm. process. Um, but that's fun for me, like I said, because I get to I get to like put on different hats. I get to yeah. like be I, I you know I get to be in a country band for three minutes. Yeah. So what's the, what's your plans for the rest of the year and um, from here on? Uh, I'm doing a uh, a solo tour over the summer. Well, it's only the first day of this of this Bayside uh, European tour. So about like I think we have about three weeks on this, and then uh, go home for a little while, take a break, and then uh, I'm gonna go out. Uh, go out all summer with doing the uh doing the solo thing i'm going just like a u.s tour over about five or six weeks mm -hmm. and then um 
go home, take another break. Bayside's doing some festivals in uh, in the fall, and then uh, I think I'm, I think I may try to come over here with the solo thing, but um, like before the end of the year. But that would be awesome. Uh, it's been a really really busy twelve months, you know. So I'm sort of uh, I'm I'm sort of juggling um, how much time I want to spend at home and. Mm-hmm hang out with my wife and daughter a little bit yeah it's important to do that yeah my, my daughter's at an age now where she's it's she's still a little too young to to take on tour mm-hmm. um i'll definitely hit a point where where she will come on tour yeah. and then uh, and then i'll be able to be gone more often um she's a little uh she follows her own her own drum still at this point <laughs> so it'd be pretty hard to like have her like have her while i'm on stage have her hang out somewhere yeah. and just stay and Do you behave. find it difficult to be away from home for like so long now that you have a tour and stuff? Uh, it's really hard, um, but you know I, I love this. I love doing this. So when I'm home, I, I you know I miss the stage. When I'm when I'm on stage, I miss home. It's yeah. you know it's it's hard. The life of an artist, I guess. Yeah. You know, fucking complaining <laughs> about about having the best job in the world. And yeah. you always find something to to complain about. And yeah, no one's ever happy really, are they? I guess with what they've got. It's always something else. Yeah, you gotta you yeah. just gotta remind yourself. Like some there are days where it feels like a job and then you have to just remind yourself that it's a really awesome job. And there's really you know, there's gonna be people in front of me every night that are really, really th- I I know that how thankful they are and I think that they recognize the sacrifice that we that we make to be here. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for talking to yeah, me. Yeah, thank you. Is there anything else you want to, you want to say before we, before we finish? No, man, I think we got it. Cool. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, man. thank you. So there you go. Auntie and I sitting in a tour van talking about Bayside. I found that to be very inspiring, actually. It was a great chat for me, and it was an honour to really to kind of meet the guy. Um, and when I went to see them play afterwards, they were spectacular. Difficult to believe that that's their first of our sort of headlining tour of the UK. Um, but, you know, it, like he says in the interview, they are a bit bigger in America than they are here. But it's been 15 years and they're still going strong, so I think that's to be admired, really. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Really appreciate it. If you've got any comments, please email me at hi at com. You can like me on Facebook, which is The Curator Podcast, on Twitter, on SoundCloud, on Tumblr, all as The Curator Pod. You can subscribe on iTunes, subscribe using your RSS reader, subscribe on Stitcher, any other podcasting app you can think of, you can subscribe on there. If you did that, that would be pretty awesome, I think. Please rate and review on iTunes. Can't emphasise the importance of that. It's really awesome to see your feedback, so thanks. Keep keep it coming. That would be really, really good. So yeah, it's been a pretty emotional episode for me. I really enjoyed it. Um, I hope you did too. I'm going to play it out now with, I think, probably one of my favourite ever Bayside songs. It's from their self-titled album, which is actually 10 years old this year, which is hard to believe. And this song is called Dear Tragedy. Until next time, goodbye. Eyes are lying as much as they're
Friends that once you did, you really know how it felt To be a sucker on a string that you dragged around wherever you go I'm running around 